0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Chiropractic Her Story, brought to you by women chiropractors. This is your host, Nicole Cowley, and it is Oh my goodness, they say coincidences never happen. So today our guest is Dr. Brandi Zachary. Um, Dr. Zachary is an author, a business consultant, a speaker, a researcher. She has done a number of things and she shares her journey. It is so interesting to listen to in this episode um, but she does a lot with functional medicine and she's the lead instructor of the functional medicine Academy. She's completed extensive pros, uh, sorry, postgraduate coursework has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs, um, on their own branding, marketing, sales, speaking and practice strategies around this. So I, and I talk about this in the podcast, so I won't go in detail here, but I literally the day that I recorded this with Dr. Zachary was just diving into my own functional medicine journey, so it was an honor to speak with her. Um, She's a wealth of knowledge. We're going to share some links to her, bodylovecafe.com, doc, D-O-C, Zachary, Z A C H. Doc Zachary. I know they're not always, depending upon where you're watching the podcast, it's not always easy to access the show notes. So always email us, wdc at womenchiropractors.org. If you ever want to connect with any of our guests, have questions, or if you would like to um, be interviewed or nominate your chiropractor or your chiropractic mentor to be interviewed. Let's jump in to today's episode. I think you're gonna like it. Hey, hey WDC, we
1: are back. And today we are talking with Dr. Zachary. Welcome to the show, doctor.
2: Thank you, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: I can now wait to unwrap your story. Little comment she mentioned before we started. Now I'm even more intrigued. Um, But we really like to start at the beginning and really understand your journey as a chiropractor and kind of tell us about how you kind of determined that was what you wanted to do.
2: Okay. Um, well, I, you know, like a lot of people, I, um, I didn't grow up knowing much about chiropractic, which I always think is so hard to imagine because of course my daughter was raised with it. And so, you know, how do you raise a kid without having chiropractic in your life? It's a foreign concept now to me. Right. Um, but, as a child, I didn't really know about chiropractic and I had a car accident when I was in college that was very uh, debilitating. I was actually I was in LA going to Loyola Marymount University and a tire, full-blown tire with the um, rim or axle or whatever you call it in the middle, fell off an overpass and crashed through the sunroof of my car on the freeway and hit me on my head. <sighs> I know it was awful. And um, it was probably in the back of someone's pick, pickup truck. They didn't even know. And because um, it was, you know, a good tire, not that you want to get rid of, completely destroyed my car. I was lucky to live and, um, and I couldn't read for a year. I was, I was not in a good space. It was very uh, challenging. And I did sort of some conventional medical treatments and wasn't making any progress. And someone had referred me to a local chiropractor, so that was my first experience. Um, and he was just a, a great doctor; really helped me. And I think it was about six or seven months, completely, um, you know, got my life back and uh, got back on path. So, so that was my positive experience with chiropractic. And I still didn't decide to become a chiropractor until later. That car accident had me leave you know, what I, the path I thought I was going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a communications major and I was working in an entertainment in Los Angeles. Um, I left that path. And then I actually went to the library. So I'm old enough that we like went to the library and not the <laughs> internet to research. <laughs> um, and I was just thought, what am I going to do? And I had made a list of everything I wanted. And the things I wanted were you know like freedoms and possibly owning your own business and you know it wasn't specific even to healthcare care um, and I just started researching jobs and much to my surprise, chiropractic came out on top and that's what led me to chiropractic college. That is so interesting now that's a story I haven't heard yet, and I
1: love it. Um, I just recorded a podcast right before this, and it's just like. Chiropractic finds you. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> yes, yes. And I was not even like, I had a Bachelor of Arts, not a Bachelor of Science. So I had to go back and get all the pre med classes and all of that. You know, uh, that was more my nature and, and my yearning was for, um, you know, English and communication and um, the arts. And so all of a sudden I found myself in the land of science. And when I first went to chiropractic college, I was. You know, they just hand you your schedule every quarter. And I was angry, I think, for the first eight quarters, thinking, What? You can't expect people to do this. This is insane to take all these classes. And um, the way I dealt with that was I just worked hard. So I actually graduated uh, salutatorian second in my class and tutored a lot of people through college. But I think it was like fear based because I thought, How am I was supposed to learn all this? And so I just swung to the extra. other extreme and really buckled down and um, but it was an amazing life-changing experience to go through chiropractic college having been raised you know just very very traditional standard american diet you know uh, see the see the md for every little cold and uh, so it was a real it was a real shift in in my way of life
1: congratulations that's a huge accomplishment thank you thank you What, um, after graduation, you mentioned one of the things you were looking for is freedom, owning your own office, that sort of thing. Um, did you step into that? Did you start your own office right after school?
2: Well, I'm a, I'm a fifth generation female entrepreneur. So I've had a number of businesses and been raised around these women entrepreneurs. So like, can you give me like
1: example of like what you mother, grandmother, you know, Sold my did as an entrepreneur.
2: My mother. We're still trying to get her to retire at age seventy-two. She's <laughs> been. Uh, she's owned her own business for the last forty-eight years, and she's a concert promoter. Um, mm-hmm. And she would uh, book concerts, entertainers, rock, um, you know, uh, all the big names that you know. And then she also got involved with some speakers over the last about decade or so cause driven speakers. Um, and then my grandmother also worked in the concert industry. She was one of the first female entertainment agents. Um, that's amazing. I am so impressed right now. (laughs) They're they're definitely scrappy women, all very different personalities, but certainly, uh, you know, uh, know how to survive and, and make things happen. Um, And so when I had gotten married uh, to another chiropractor towards the end of my career, and so I was working, I had two practices going. I finished clinic very, very fast, sort of set some records at that time. And so while I was still in school, I actually did preceptorships and started working. And then when I was done, um, I worked with, I redid my husband's practice and then I worked with another chiropractor. but then life changed again. So it was like we had success very quickly right out of school, you know, in school and right out of school. But then I had a um, car accident, another one, didn't see it coming. At this point, I'm done with school. I was married, I had a little baby and um, the car accident was a bit of a game changer too. It was, a, it was another head trauma
0: and I okay. couldn't
2: practice. And that was really hard to handle. And I thought I'd never practice again. And uh, it ended my marriage. And so then I was a single mom with a contentious divorce. Um, I had built up a lot of wealth. Like I was 31, I owned eight homes. And here I found myself a single mom um, dealing with a head trauma again. And uh, it was seven years before I could read again. And uh, that, was, that was a challenge. That was, that was a long road. I had, a, I had to recover from that, and I had to work hard. And then I had a completely different career. I didn't know I'd return to chiropractic. And uh, I worked as a speaker. I created the world's first um, visual uh, personality profiling system that was published by McGraw-Hill out of New York. Okay. And, um, you know, worked as a business coach and, you know, had thousands and thousands of clients and thought I'd be doing that forever. Did that for many, many years. You know, now my daughter's like a tween. So, you know, we're talking a decade of time plus here. Mm -hmm. And I got sick, fact I was just talking with someone about this. This was what led me back to chiropractic again. Um, so I I got sick and I was so busy working that even with all my experience and my chiropractic background, I just you know how sometimes when it's your own thing and you're caught up in it, and you're not mm-hmm. really thinking straight. I I had a UTI. I just went to my primary care physician, and she prescribed antibiotics. I was like, oh sure, I'll just take it. I was busy. I had a lot to lose. Mm-hmm. I didn't have time for a UTI. Right. Right. Um, and it didn't go away, which is very common with women. And so it repeated again, and I was given antibiotics every month for four months, and then that became a kidney infection. Uh, I was in the hospital on um, IV antibiotics, two kinds. And I was still just working, and it was a really good time in life, so I wasn't even feeling bad. This was like just sort of a nagging thing that I was trying to deal with and not really giving it my full attention. Um, And I was very happy in life and sort of at the peak of, of that career um, but what happens as we know all too well is you take that many antibiotics you can get quite a yeast infection and i i got systemic candida mm-hmm. um, well it took me years of research and going back to school to figure it out but a systemic yeast infection can reactivate an old epstein-barr virus infection and that's what happened to me i'd had mono in college and so at this point, my immune system was ravaged. Um, my gut was in bad shape. I got really, really sick. And one of the main symptoms that showed up was depression. No surprise. Um, so I had a lot to to lose and I was terribly sick. Um, and I tried to just do uh, what I needed to do to get well. And I just never been sicker. So I had to walk away from that career and that life and found myself in a worse place than I had ever been before. Mm -hmm. Sick as a dog, severely depressed. Um, I was diagnosed with a primary immunodeficiency. I went to the hospital every three weeks to get immunoglobulins uh, by IV with all the cancer patients in the infusion center. And it costs about $720,000 a year. And I was on eight prescriptions And I was declared permanently disabled, never to work again, never to be in healthcare again, not to be around kids. And that was my life, completely dropped off, dropped away from the world and was just miserable. Um, And here I'm this single mom and I love my child so much, but I was so sick and I was so inflamed, talk about neuroinflammation, that I felt like I wanted to die every single day for about 18 months even though you know that's not what i wanted but that's what uh that's what i was being told you know that's what the inflammation would make you feel so that was uh that was a very hard time um and it was really hard to pull out of it but i just said you know life cannot be like this and so i went back to school Um, i reactivated my chiropractic license because i had let it lapse because i hadn't been practicing so that was a huge amount of work to um to go ahead and return because i had to do all the ceus for so many years <laughs> and and go back through all of that but i just made it you know i just made it part of my schooling uh, to do that um and got off all the prescriptions Uh, stopped the hospital treatments, you know, just sort of define what they said I would need for that condition. Um, And, you know, recovered, got my life back. And then even though it's so hard to like come back from being in such a dark place and being so isolated, I opened, um, I was like, I'm just going to create something new. And when people saw me get well, the few people that were still in my life, because I cut so many off, some starts showing up at my house for help. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said, well, okay, I guess I'm going to open a little office. And I was so nervous. Um, I had just reactivated my license. I had, you know, it was just barely on the other side of this. Um, and I opened this tiny little space. It was about a hundred square feet. And the lease was $700 a month. And I was terrified. How was I going to even pull this off? And, um, it was August 4th, 2016. And I started a body love cafe and it grew very, very quickly. Within six months, I had to open a new space. And then six months after that, I had to open a new one and had 1400 square feet, 22 walls, and That's then awesome. started bringing on more practitioners.
1: Very cool. I love it. That is so awesome. Tell me about it. Um, tell me about what's unique, how it came about,
2: How it grew so quick. Well, when I started, you know, because I was nervous, I said, well, you know, I'm just going to start a small little thing. I'm just going to keep it small. And so I started with like half hour and one hour sessions. And in this small 100 square foot space was, you know, body work, chiropractic, nutrition, functional medicine, check in, check out, (laughs) you know, make herbal blends. The whole thing was just in the same space. Um, and I definitely did a lot more hands-on work in the beginning, but I've always been a teacher at heart. That's my thing. Whatever career I had or wherever I was in school, out of school, working, not working. If I learned something that was helpful, I would just turn around and teach others. And so I started maybe about a month, a month or two after starting the practice. Um, I launched the body love challenge. In the first class, I think, had 18 people. And then the next time we did it, we had 42. The last time we did it, we had 81. And so I just gave them sort of like a lay version education in functional medicine and about their body and health, all the things I wish I had known.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: even additional education I had to give above and beyond chiropractic like if I had known this when I had gotten sick I would have made some different choices for sure Mm -hmm. so um, I just really wanted to teach everyone and the classes were completely free no strings attached didn't even make an offer Uh, just in previous businesses I had always given back once I achieved success and in this one I just had a motto that I was going to give up front
1: Mm -hmm. And whatever
2: happened, happened. And so I did that. And I think that's a big part of how it grew very quickly. And it was um, the last space we had. We've gone virtual now because we're in California and things have been very closed down uh, with COVID and sheltering in place. So we've had yet another metamorphosis in practice and a big shift. But um, the last clinic space I had, which was such a, a sweet, fun place. There were twinkle lights inside every room. <laughs> Those were the lights we used. We didn't use fluorescence. Um, the walls were painted all different colors where some were turquoise, some were this like orangey red color. Um, very eclectic furniture, beautiful paintings of like women art on the walls. Um, I would joke that we just needed chips and guacamole. It was like a Mexican restaurant setting. Uh, but people love to hang out there. So it was a, it was a fun welcoming space where you could just show up as you are and it was a safe place to be and, and, you know, bring all of you and whatever mess you showed up with that was fine.
1: I love, 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 I want to go to your cafe. Where do I find those in Northern <laughs> Indiana? Nowhere. <laughs>
2: Well, it's, it's been fun. And I, it was purposely named body love cafe. Like those words don't normally go together, but um, I had taught branding for years in my previous business. And so it was very intentional and, you know, three words, four letters each, even um, like our tagline is love your body, heal your mind, feed your soul. Same thing, you know, four letters each, three words, these phrases. And then we had a menu of services really respecting people's autonomy to ask for what they need and make their choices. I'm big on transparency and all our prices are listed online. So there's many things I intentionally did different to attract the right audience and be able to operate in a way that I felt was very ethical marketing and integrity.
1: I love you mentioned this because you know what, your story just went so... I, I didn't circle back, but I did kind of want to ask you, you know, with your background and with being heavy in communication and having that first, like that really, like I was going to ask you, that had to be a benefit than being a business owner and trying to talk about chiropractic, you know, like changing someone's paradigm on health is you really have to be a good communicator.
2: Yes, and that's why I made, the system I created is called the character code system. And that's why I created that system was um, trying to understand people. And I was working in sales and then in business, and I hate sales. Of course, I worked in it. But, um, you know, I learned so much that how people show up from the way they talk to the way they dress, um, the way they carry themselves, they're telling you who they are and how they want to be treated. And if you can understand that, and then if you know sort of their deep-seated fears, what I call the inner meaning, um, or what their trust issues are, or what they need for validation, or what their fears are, um, you can meet people where they are. And you can do it in a way where you don't have to change who you are, because you might not be a match. You might be different types of people. That's perfectly fine. But you know, if you understand who you are and, and you see who's in front of you, then you can create this bridge to communication, understanding. And that's what it's all about, um, is to be understood. Because if we, if we don't have a common language, we just can't take the next step. So I, um, I published a book with McGraw-Hill. But then I, this last year, I created some new content that had never been published before. I actually made it a free resource. Um, I, I teach other practitioners. So I train other doctors how to do functional medicine. And I gave it to them and it's all about the practitioner to patient relationship. What do people do when they're upset or like, how do they even show up? Um, How do they handle conflict? I just think that's so helpful. If you know that like this one personality, you know, the scholar, they're the ones that hold the grudges, (laughs) like, you know, and they, they want to, they want to be right, but they also want what they bring to the table to be respected. Well, if you know that about someone, then you can meet them, you know, where they are. Um, A different personality, the class president, um, they're, you know, they have trust issues and they're worried about making the wrong choice. And um, they wanna know that you're gonna set some boundaries. They want things to be direct, like get to the point, bottom line it. They're not necessarily gonna be the huggers. And if something goes wrong, they're not gonna be upset at you. They're gonna blame themselves for, you know, um, having shown up or, you know, make, making the wrong choice. And they're gonna, because they have trust issues, they'll be skeptical and they will, um, you know, they, their greatest fear is they don't wanna be dependent on you or your technique, you know? They're the ones that are always asking, well, how long do I have to come? So all of these things are helpful just to understand you know, how you can best serve the people in front of you.
1: Very, very cool. I love it. How did you, um, so you kind of mentioned the functional med. I definitely want to connect um, some of your resources in our show notes. That's a question that we get a lot in the group. And I had already kind of pre in my head was going to ask you is, um, where did you learn some of this? Because we get that question a lot in the Facebook group. Um I'm actually going through this process right now, so I'm loving this. I was definitely where you were at, um diagnosed then
0: with lupus,
1: just got off the drugs, I literally just did all my lab work, found a functional med doc in Chicago, found out I have a fruit intolerance, um and like I mean this morning, watched two videos to learn about fruit intolerance. So I'm just starting this path and this journey, but it is so interconnected to chiropractic, like everything he was talking about, I'm like, Oh, that aligns perfectly with like, what I know, and my aunts taught me my whole entire life, you know?
2: Yes, absolutely. It's such a it's such a good bridge together. You know, my education, first, it started with just my own need. It was, you know, totally based on trying to figure out what in the world was going on with me. And I I think a lot of people come to it start from that you know otherwise why are you interested in it you just sort of like go through life not thinking about it and so you don't realize you need to do something different something usually happens that says oh now I need to do something different and so I was trying to heal myself and and solve my own problems. so it started with a lot of research I felt like I read PubMed over those years it took to heal and figure out what was going on and then um and then I just started taking sort of one-off seminars um, from different practitioners and learning bit by bit, uh, getting different textbooks and reading. And then I started teaching other people. And then I went to IFM, Institute of Functional Medicine. And by then I had already been doing it for years. So I went pretty quickly through IFM courses. And IFM courses are excellent, I love them. Um, they're very time-consuming, very costly, and still I felt like as, as amazing as they were, they didn't really boil it down for people for what to do. So then, um, like how to take all that knowledge and put it into clinical practice. Basically, right. what, do you, what do you do on Monday? How do you right. have success? Um, exactly what forms to use? How to talk to people? you know, what supplement to reach for, when do you use what test, you know, all of those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So then I created a program called the Functional Medicine Academy, uh, which was nine courses that, you know, took that vast amount of knowledge and boiled it down to, okay, you know, we're doing the gut in these two courses, we're doing the hormones in this one course, and we're doing heart health in this course. um, And how do we you know get it done what do you need to do and then i um when i started this because you know i'm always motivated first by how can i be more efficient i it was taking me a lot of time to- long time to analyze everyone's labs because of course i want to be thorough and there's just so much information so in 2016 i made a app for blood labs um, and there's some out there, but there just wasn't one that had all the information I wanted. So I made one and we used it in my office um, for years. It's been invaluable where I could just input people's blood labs and it would say what it was, what it would mean, what supplement to use. And I'd give a copy to the patient and it was so helpful for our dialogue. And then I had some colleagues who wanted it and I didn't really have it in a system where I could share it with them. So then I created a web-based app. And since I was redoing it, I added SIBO breath testing and the Dutch hormone testing and um, stool testing and organic acid urine testing and a urinalysis. And I added more blood markers. And so I just took my favorite tasks and put them all in. <laughs> okay. okay.
1: I love it. I, I absolutely love it. I'm going through the process right now. So it's been an eye opener, um, you know, to like really dialing in, like that makes sense. That makes Mm -hmm. sense. Like, Oh yeah,
2: that makes sense. (laughs) Um, I think the biggest, um, sign of arrival on the other side, although we're never done with the journey was I started getting more and more practitioners as patients. Um, and I have a slew of MDs from all across the country that are patients. Um, And I think that probably comes from teaching.
1: Yeah. So awesome. This is what I kind of wanted to ask you next. So you've created the functional medicine um, and we'll put a link to that, obviously, in the show notes so anybody can reach out and check it out. You've developed now multiple, you know, body cafe uh, love, body love cafes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can only imagine the amount of people that reach out and want to learn this and, um, become doctors. So share more in that direction. And so I know people listening are as well.
2: Well, um, there's so many opportunities. You know, I, I coach people too. I was just coaching um, a doctor yesterday. Um, she's a doctor of oriental medicine and specializes in fertility. You know, there's no one right way to do anything. That's sort of the beauty of it is you can Created exactly how you want. Some do just in person, some do just virtual, some do a mix, some practice just in their states, some do coaching and consulting across states or across the country. Um, and I think sometimes people agonize, am I going the right way? And for that, I would say just spending the time to really get grounded and decide what it is you want and whatever it is you want, you can make that happen. And then that will be right for you, not to, not to compare it to someone else because maybe their style doesn't work for you.
1: Is that part of the academy, how to implement this in your practice?
2: The, the Functional Medicine Academy, like the first class, is all about how to do the exam, the intake, the report of findings, and how to communicate. Um, and then uh, there's one class that's entirely dedicated to marketing and I give strategies for in-person uh, teaching, lots of online because so many people are virtual now. Yep. And we, I took my whole practice virtual this year. Um, so I have some practitioners who are still doing in-person, but um, I'm, I'm doing-, doing
1: mine all virtual and it's great. I would, I would rather that. It's a little more comfortable at first sharing all that information when I'm not like sitting right there with the person. Because <laughs> I cannot look him in the eye as I'm answering some of those questions, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: you know, part of me misses the in-person and part of me doesn't. I, there's some things I did in person that I can't do now, so right. the physical uh, exam components, but it's also working virtuals just made me have to ask even better questions um, so I could get the same information. I do love labs. I'm a huge fan of labs knowing the right lab um, at the right time. And how do you interpret that information and, and utilize that? I I love the health detective piece of it. And so that's only been heightened working virtually. Um, I like working in my pajamas. (laughs) So if I'm not, if I'm not on video, I probably am in my pajamas or at least some comfy mama yoga pants or sweats. That is why
1: I'm never on video, but I'm supporting and repping chiropractic all day long. So it's good <laughs> with my hundred and five logo.
2: <laughs> well, and even though I'm not um, practicing hands on chiropractic at the moment, I have four chiropractors just in my immediate city that I refer to all the time. And I love that. I'm a big fan of in your practice and out of your practice, having a good team. We have physical therapists, we have chiropractors, massage therapists, um, uh, DOs, MDs, uh, energy workers, public floor specialists, uh, functional dentists. You know, all of these people we refer to because whatever someone needs, whatever they show up for, we can help them build the team to make it make the next step, right?
1: Yeah. And you know you talked about this, and I'm actually also old enough to remember like the fish days and the library days and way before we could just have anything at our fingertips. And now there's so many support opportunities. So I'm kind of curious when you started to also I want to ask you about what kind of support you have now or provide, but there's just so many questions that come up in this. So how like you were just kind of going into someone that's just jumping into functional med is going to come across an array of, you know, lab readings, lab result readings, um, you know, symptomology working with as, you know, your body starts to detox questions patients have. So do you provide support for that to your practitioners? And then also, how did you answer some of those questions yourself? You know, when you started,
2: well, I spent so much time studying and reading and learning. That's why I made the tools. Like I wasn't, I didn't start out saying, Oh, I want to build a software. I built the software app because it took five textbooks to get the information I needed and too too much time. And I just said, this is inefficient. Either you have to charge the patients a fortune for this amount of time, or you're going to go crazy working this much. So it was all about um, efficiency. And then, so every time I learn something the hard way, or it takes all those hours um, and all that experience, I try to boil it down. Like, How can I make someone else make that leap faster? And make it easier for them. That's a big driving need of mine. So that, so yes, I absolutely provide that for my um, practitioners and um, and even people I'm not coaching. You know, anytime I can say here's a good resource. Um, one thing I'd say as far as like a general tip too is for people to get started. Like you're going to keep learning and evolving. Don't wait to start. Start with what you know and what you can do just even providing some basic digestive support is incredibly helpful and you'll find your people to help. You don't have to be, like I get the most crazy complex cases ever right now from all around the world, but it took years to get there. You don't have to start there. And some people that don't even want to go there, they're not interested in those kind of cases, that's fine. So you can really just do it however you want, but don't, don't feel like you have to learn everything before you get started you start with what you know and then as you grow and new people come to you and they come with something you haven't seen then that's the new thing you learn and so whenever someone showed up and i didn't know it and i didn't have experience i would just tell them i would just say well i haven't personally encountered this yet but let's see what we can figure out together and then i would just go do the work and if i thought they needed an outside referral i'd give it um, if i needed to take another course i'd take it you know so we would just, you know, if I had to learn a new lab, I would just learn a new lab.
1: Right. It's a huge benefit to having a community like this. I think that's one of the things like the women chiropractors group is just having the referral, being able to ask questions, bounce ideas, or exactly just like you said, you know, you can work with who you want to work with and be an expert in what you want to know and be able to refer out everything else to that specific. So that's awesome. Um, so take, I love technology. I love software. That's my, you know, passion and you know, it gets such a bad rap, but I love it because of what you said, you know, it just helps us reach our goals faster and the um, you know, things that we have now that we didn't have, you know, just 20 years ago, even, are really incredible and really do allow people like me to have somebody that is confident has the tools necessary to do the things they can do to learn about, you know, fruit intolerance and how no matter what I could have done an AIP diet and all this stuff, right? It never was gonna help me. Um, and that's what I think is so wonderful about functional medicine is the uniqueness of really understanding, and I'm still at the beginning, but the uniqueness of really understanding your individual body.
2: But well, and it, the fact that we have this software and technology now, it is necessary, and it also breaks down barriers. Instead of being able to only see the person in your town, now if you need the specialist who's in another country, you have access to him or her, right? And that wasn't always possible before. Now it can be done in a very affordable way over, you know, some HIPAA-compliant video or on a phone call or something. So that's that's an amazing resource. And as far as the group, um, and having women come together in this organization, one of the best things I think, and what really sets women apart from men, because I've done a lot of training where I was the only woman in the room is having a safe space to be vulnerable and share your fears and insecurities and to say what you don't know and that you don't have to be, um, you know, posturing and there's nothing to cheese them out, and I think that's very helpful, and I think people grow and, and learn so um, Absolutely. I try to support that with people too. You don't have to show up knowing everything. You just have to be coachable and willing to learn.
1: Absolutely. Share more for anyone that is listening um has been interested in this, and I've actually had conversations recently, somebody that I just podcasted with um recently. Um, is really interested in functional med and was asking me same questions like, where should I start? Do you think this is the direction I should go? So tell me a little bit more about your software, about a doctor that is interested, what they do first, what it provides, etc. cetera.
2: Well, so getting a basic education, I think it's, it's fine to start with one class or a series of classes. Um, You can see our stuff at doczachary.com, D-O-C Zachary. That's sort of like, um, I just put little things there so you can see them in one spot and then find out where you need to go. So it's like my little hub, but um, you could just take one class or you could take like the Functional Medicine Academy, we certify other doctors so they can earn their FMA CP to be a certified practitioner. Um, if someone wants to eventually go on and do Institute of Functional Medicine, you can do that. You know, they're not going there. They're always there. It is a fire hose. I have to say, I'm really glad I took it later after already being in practice for years. I can't imagine like if that was the first place I had gone, um, it could be overwhelming. I have some, some doctors who have come to the Functional Medicine Academy and they went through IFM first and they said to me, I haven't done anything. And that's a bit of a problem, because it it can take years to go through that, and they hadn't started because it's so overwhelming. Right. So um, so that's why I say starting with one class or a smaller series, something that is more action oriented, um, and just know you're gonna keep learning. Like it won't stop. So you just you just start with the piece that you have so you can you can do something on Monday, right? And mm-hmm. you can bring something new in next month, and then there's another piece you bring in the month after that versus mm-hmm. I'm gonna learn everything there is to know about functional medicine in its entirety and be perfect before I start. So that's that's the first thing I'd say. Um for those who like coaching, I do coaching, there's other coaches out there, just interview people, find someone you like and, and you may not need a coach. It just depends on what support you need. Mm-hmm. Um, I would advise people to spend time like when I coach I can coach for, you know, they need help with clinical decisions. I'm happy to do that. But most often what people come to me for is um, I'm rebranding or I'm in person and now I want to go online or I'm not getting enough patients or um, I wanted to make these packages and offer them. How do I sell it without it costing a fortune? Those decisions are important and you want to spend some time with that and being mindful. And again, thinking about what is it you really want? What will serve you best? And I'm a big fan. I've done multiple businesses without any loans, started with cash, not even a credit card, and they've been profitable from the start with zero debt. Um, So I've had multiple six and seven figure businesses that I've started that way. So I'm a big fan uh, of people just starting with what you have not going into debt and making yourself crazy like it should be it's it's work but it should be enjoyable you shouldn't have to lose sleep at night you shouldn't have to worry about like bankrupting your family or taking out crazy loans Um, so making some clear decisions about that and then for labs your question about labs you know blood labs are probably the simplest to start with uh, because First of all, patients understand them. They're often getting them from their primary care physician. um, So they may already have access to some. And you can look at it through a conventional medicine lens and a functional medicine lens and explain what else can we discern from this? What can we learn about your overall health, your nutrition, and where you're trending without having to necessarily be in a disease state? And so that's a good place to start. And then you know, bringing in some of the other ones, like if you love gut health, you're going to be working with stool tests and SIBO breath tests and oats tests. Um, so it sort of depends on what your passion is. Some people like to specialize in just one. Some like to be a generalist and they like getting a little bit of everything that keeps them interested and engaged. No right or wrong, but just being intentional with your, with your decisions.
1: Makes sense. Makes sense. That is so intriguing. Um, no, I'm thinking <laughs> I have a million questions, but not for this podcast that are going through my head. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they're definitely not for this. Dr. Zachary, I'm super impressed with the way like something happens and then you just bounce back the other way and die full force, whether it was to chiropractic or to being, you know, in functional med and now owning the software and teaching it at the level you do, like, what can you not do? That is incredible. So kudos in everything. Like I'm very um, honored to speak with you and have you shared your story today with
2: me. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. And I don't want to ever get the impression that it's, you know, a piece of cake or easy or not work because it is. And there's nothing I've done that other people can't do. Um, So I do want to give that encouragement to everyone else out there. There's not something special or unique. Um, Just, you know, taking the time, making some good decisions, adapting as needed, and then also really trusting yourself. Like, know, you know, know your why and who you want to serve, why you want to do what you want to do. And, um, you know, really the sky's the limit. Absolutely. No, but
1: my, I'm not science either, you know, and so like when you talk about reading PubMed and even times that I've tried to learn about lupus and I've tried to read it, it just goes so through my, over my head. And I took Dr. Monique Andrews course, cause I thought that would help me, but I just, you know, I'm sure I could fight through it and learn, it, but it's hard. So jumping into the nutrition, but it's like, when you hit that event, like you talked about your motivation changes, what all of a sudden you're now able to do and learn and understand,
2: you know, very interesting how that works. Well, and a good teacher is invaluable. I mean, that is my number one calling out of everything I've ever done. I love to teach and you can see old classes of mine that I've taught patients. And so those are very easy ones to access. You don't have to opt in or anything. They're just on the body love cafe website. Just go to videos. And so you can sort of see where my heart is and where my passion is. But you can see how I'm teaching patients. That's a great place to start totally free. And, um, I've got heart health, brain health, depression, Alzheimer's, advanced SIBO, um, nutrition, thyroid, adrenal, all those classes are there. You know, nice. you're welcome. You're welcome to watch them. That, that's a good place to start and then see how you start, um, communicating that to patients because ultimately, um, you know our role is to be a translator. So we don't have to make the discovery of new information. We just need to figure out how to understand the information and then convey that to the patient in a way they can understand. So that's a good that's a good skill to discover. And any teacher who makes it so complex that you can't understand it isn't the right teacher. You know, that's not a that's not a failing on our part or your part. That's a uh, failing on the teacher. Just might not be a good match. So, well, it, me it, trying
1: to self-learn through PubMed,
2: I—that's
1: not. <laughs> it's yeah. like never gonna work.
2: <laughs> yeah, it can be a bit heady.
1: Um, this was in- incredibly invaluable, and I really believe um you're gonna help a lot of our listeners connect to something. I know a lot of you know our women are going virtual, and it doesn't look like. we're going to open up potentially anytime soon and maybe even shut down. Some are already happening in certain regions again, but you know, more shutdowns potentially happening. And so I think there are more women that are really looking at and understanding and wanting to help their patients from a distance and from afar. And you just gave an immense amount of resources to do that. So we really thank you. Appreciate that. I'll reach out to you specifically one-on-one, for those links and to include those and share those, but kind of in wrapping up our podcast and our conversation, just any closing stories, wisdom, words of advice that you'd like to leave our listeners with.
2: Um, one thing I would say is just you know give you know give with your heart. You you know you have to have boundaries to take care of yourself, of course, but be unafraid to you know, speak whatever your truth is, um, share your compassion for people and um, you'll find your, your right audience. And uh, don't, you know, don't compare to other people. Uh, you can make your practice be exactly how you want so your life feels good in a way that it works for you and you'll have plenty of people to serve. There's, there's more people out there to serve than we have doctors to serve them. So there's no real competition.
0: Absolutely. So well Hello, thank thank and so welcome much, to Zachary. another
2: episode
0: of the Chiropractic thank Her Story, brought to you thank by you Women so and Chiropractors. This, this is your host, Nicole, Nicole Cowley, Her Story and it is, you by oh my goodness, they say coincidences never or, happen. So today, to our guest is Brandy, on, um, and just um, um, Dr. Brandi Zachary. Dr. Zachary is an author, a business consultant, a speaker, a researcher. She has done a number of things and she shares her um, journey. It is so interesting to listen to in this episode. And sharing um, um, that. But she does a We're lot with Functional Medicine. On She's the lead instructor of the Functional Medicine Academy. To She's completed more extensive women uh, sorry, postgraduate to coursework us is and thousands out to of us. entrepreneurs you uh, on would their like own branding, marketing, you sales, speaking should be training for this podcast. I... And I talk about this in the podcast, so I won't go in detail here, but I literally, the the day that I recorded this with Dr. Zachary was just diving into my own functional medicine journey. So it was an honor to speak with her. Um, She's a wealth of knowledge. We're going to share some links to her, bodylovecafe.com. Doc. D-O-C, Zachary, dot com Doc Zachary. I know they're not always, depending upon where you're watching the podcast, it's not always easy to access the show notes. So always email us, W-D-C at womenchiropractors.org if you ever wanna connect with any of our guests, have questions, or if you would like to um, be interviewed or nominate your chiropractor or your chiropractic mentor to be interviewed. Let's jump in to today's episode. I think you're going to like it.